Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time, and we're really glad to be with you. And we're trying to unenslave your bodies too, you know, from the control of big pharma. We like the natural stuff here. And there's a place for medicine. I take medicine. I take more supplements though. And uh, we're, <laughs> we've got so much going on in our society today, and we've got Ronnie McMullen on with us, and we're gonna be talking about some of these issues and uh, I think at the forefront, you know, Ronnie does a lot with uh, natural health care with regard to get the tea, uh, products I love, products I use, products we all think, I think we all need. But people's ability to get medicine and supplements, given the state of the economy, is a real issue today. And I asked Ronnie before he came on today, I said, do you think we can address that issue about how people are going to best uh, be able to afford maintaining their natural health care and, and what they put in their bodies to improve their health. So, Ronnie, welcome to the show, and and uh, this is a really loaded topic. It is. How you doing, Dave? I'm doing great. You know, and I feel great today. And but but I but I have my get the tea stuff. Um, <laughs> it, it, the products are good. Products are great, but you know what? I worry about people. Not, I haven't reached my point of satiation where I can't afford stuff, but I know a lot of people are. Well, and that's why we run sales when you see the economy and the, the hyperinflation going on, and hyperinflation is making products go through the roof. The same product that you might have bought for $10 you know, last year, you're going to be paying $15 or $18 this year, uh -huh. sometimes as much as $22 this year. So uh, we've tried to keep our prices where they are we've thrown we're still doing sales we have a great sale that we'll talk about here in a little bit uh this month it's actually the best sale of the year and but it, it is a concern and people are concerned we do have a lot of people buying extra um and kind of loading the hump you might say because and, and i get a lot of you know i do a lot of financial stuff and i get phone calls you know quite often and they say ronnie you know where's a safe place for my money and you know, I was always taught that uh, your safe place is, you know, in a bank. Your safe place is um, maybe some gold and silver, some coins. Um, and stock market was always shaky for me in my upbringing. Um, and cash was, was actually okay. But the problem with cash is they're just printing it round the clock. So cash has become, instead of just being cash, is more like just toilet paper yeah exactly well it's soon going to be toilet paper the concern i have about the dollar just since you bring this up is that we were okay with some debt as long as we were the world's reserve currency and people had to purchase dollars before they could get oil now people are jumping off that bandwagon uh, in, in a move that was really led by the BRICS nations but other nations are following suit and we're soon at this rate going to be a fiat currency means backed by nothing. And with all the debt we have, we're going to at some point in time hyperinflate. Well, we already started the hyperinflation and we are already backed by nothing. Um, we, Nixon made sure that there was no gold standard. Um, and this is really a sad issue because when you, you know, again, I was kind of raised with precious metals being an importance. Um, and precious metals are corrupted, and this the, they're holding the price down. You're right, right now, you're looking at about eight as with time of this show, eighteen hundred bucks roughly for gold, uh, give or take a few bucks, and silver being twenty-two and change. 
Silver right now, right now, real time, if not corrupted and manipulated, should be sitting around 125 to 150 dollars. Yeah, that's exactly right. No question. Gold, you know, and I hear people say gold 10,000, all this, and they hyperinflate their brains sometimes. But gold should be sitting around 3,000, 3,300 right now, and neither one are. And in hyperinflation, usually you'll see the precious metals go up, but this time, no, they're holding down. So stock market's crazy up, but it's overinflated, and what comes up must come down. Mm. Mm. Uh, the banks, let's, let's talk about the banks for a second. Okay. The banks are starting to learn that crypto is the way to go, and so they're wanting in, but they don't want to tell the people that they want in because they don't, they don't want to shift in the money right now. They don't want to run on the banks. Everybody pull cash out or transfer cash to crypto. They don't. They want it to be nice and slow and nice and easy. Um, but right now, how do you have nice and slow and nice and easy when you have hyperinflation? And every month, you know, when you talk about construction material, every month they're going up 10 to 12 percent. Every single month, there's a price raise to 10 to 12 percent every single month. Yeah, we're, we're looking to add on to our home. Uh, interesting, you'd say that. And we know now is the time to do it because your money is becoming worth less every day. And the bids that we have, we have two bids right now. They're both only good for 10 more days. Yes. And if you would so ask that same contractor that's <clears throat> making the bid right now and said, just for curiosity, how much would I have had? To, well, how much would the bid be a year ago or 18 months ago? And it's probably almost 50% less. Yeah, it is. You're about so, right. You're, it's you're, we're in crazy times and here's what's really sad is even the crypto is a tad bit corrupted but one of these days we're going to wake up and when we wake up the banks are going to be closed mm -hmm. run on the bank and everybody thinks that the fdic is going to protect them insure <laughs> them give them their money back it's just going to be oh you had you know, 32000 in your bank oh don't worry about it the fdic is just going to write you a check for 32000 it's all okay not going to happen. So, and keeping your money, people say, well, I've got money under my pillow. Well, that used to be okay, but pretty soon when the money is just nothing but toilet paper and you're going to wipe your bottom with $100 bills, there's no go. So right now it's a real scary time. And for me, I look at it and I still say, well, I'm going to chance precious metals and I'm going to chance crypto and everything else I'm kind of not chancing. A I lot of people are saying that, Ronnie, and you're right. I did some research on the FDIC, speaking of that, and this would have, now the information's dated, but I can't imagine it's changed very much. I would say, I think I looked at this back in 2015, 2014, and what I found was this. The average bank investor, if you take the total number of aggregate investors in banks, um, there is less than $1,000 per investor. Wow. So, no, wow. You're, you're getting nothing. And they also... I know at the G20 conference, I think it was 2014 in New Zealand, they came up with a pecking order for reimbursement for banks. And the people that were owed credit swap derivatives from the 2009 collapse, and they never got to collect on that, it's an outstanding debt, they're number one in line. Number two, they go by uh, order of amount of investment in the bank. So you take your average person, say maybe they have a family income of $80,000 a year, and so they have moderate savings, um, they're gonna get absolutely zero. 
the money will be well gone before they even, I think, work through the credit swap derivatives crowd. Well, I think they're looking at the fact that, you know, if you have a lot of money in the bank, you're very successful and we want you to keep going. And if you don't have a lot of money in the bank, you're kind of a peon. And so we don't really care about you and you just have to fend for yourself. I've already started my diversification program. That's my answer to what you just said. And, you know, the key is uh, crypto. I, I listen to, uh, I won't mention names, but a very huge channel that uh, everybody listens to and he downed crypto huge into the point uh, he, I think his podcast was December 6th and he said December 7th crypto could go almost to zero and he said crypto is basically nothing and I thought to myself this man's not very educated in crypto now I'm not saying I am I'm not saying that I'm the guru of crypto because I'm not I started about a year ago playing around with it and I've done very well but the key that I think is when you don't know a bunch of stuff, you shouldn't be teaching something you don't know. And this is the problem with him. So he said it was going to tank on December 7th, and obviously it did not tank. Mm. We're seeing a lull in crypto right now. But I know, you, I know you don't want to say the network, but Ronnie, let me interject this here. He was clearly delivering a message on behalf of the people that own and control his network and how it might affect yes. their related resources. Yes, yes, he was. And if I told you the name, people would be mad at me. So just, you know, if you really want to figure it out, his podcast went up December 6th. Does it, does, he, it rhyme, does it rhyme with a bad word? Yes. Okay, I thought so. <laughs> we know who we're talking about. <laughs> okay. So, and, it, and it's really sad because I used to like him very well, and he used to have some very good stuff about health. And, you know, I was very, uh, very much one of his admirers you might say yes i think he's you know it's they tell you this don't you find it that people get corrupted with money when they get a lot of money i know another guy in crypto and he's got tons of money multi 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 millionaire and he's made himself multi 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 millionaire in just about five six years i mean and i'm talking multi i'm not talking two or three i'm talking twenty thirty million dollars almost forty million dollars that's a lot of cash just in crypto. So there's a, yeah. a great way to make money. But the long and the short of it, I see everybody get corrupted and they start talking out the side of their mouth because the big boys get a hold of them and say, hey, this guy is a big fish. Let's let's talk to him, get him on our side so we can change the world for the worse. And I, I'm just not into that. So uh, I've got a new route that I'm going to be going and taking place in. But uh, long and the short of it is, I think, uh, and it's just an opinion, I'm not a financial advisor, I think the two safest places is crypto and precious metal. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No question about it. I have, uh, I'll just share that. I've been very open about what I do with my audience. And, and uh, you know, I started, I saw this trend coming uh, even before Trump, even before 2016. So we started to accumulate gold when we could afford it and, and uh, gold and silver. And, and now we're delving into crypto. Because I think, well, this is what I've learned from the economic experts I've interviewed, that crypto is being set up to be the escape pod for the failing dollar and other failing fiat currencies around the world. This is an international phenomenon. Well, if this was going to go away like this person with his podcast said, then the governments wouldn't be saying, they wouldn't be hauling butt to try to get this taxed. Yeah, yeah. If, why tax something that's going to die? 
You're going to tax something that makes money. Well, that's why they're, uh, Biden, I believe, is moving to add 81,000 IRS auditors. They're not coming after the little guy. They're coming after where people are trying to conceal their crypto earnings and they want their, their share. Exactly. And if I'm not mistaken, the law is not there yet, but the law is changing for next year to where you will be paying tax on any profits that you make in crypto. Yes. And so this is the last year to take what you can get. But it's 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 really sad that that our whole our whole landscape and environment is built on the ever loving dollar, which is a failure uh, a failure of really humanity. You know, and I've listened to actually people pray for money. They pray to God for money, and I think to myself, do you really think God's up there with a bank? And he's going to hand. I'm praying for money. Okay, well, I'm going to hand you a hundred thousand dollars because you're praying. You're praying for the bank. I know. I know. I, I hear just, you. I'm laughing, it's but crazy. it's true. You're, you're, it's crazy. You're, you're right on the money. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, God is not some slot machine in the sky, as we both know, <laughs> but that's how people treat him. And how many pastors are on TV? You will get that money. You will be fulfilled. You will live in that big house. And I'm thinking, I don't think God's really telling us that. Uh, show me in the Bible where it says all this. Oh, I know. Oh, and think about this. And this tells me where the Bible's kind of missed, missed the mark just a little bit is heaven is all built on manna, which is manna is now converted to money. So you're talking about heaven's all about money. And I'm thinking, really? Is that is that what we're, is that what we're living for? We're living for the big mansion in the sky? I don't think so. I don't think there's, the creator has anything to do with that kind of stuff. And when you figure out who the creator really is, it's really, it's really powerful stuff. So long and short of it is, um, I think, hedging yourself with some precious metals I do think we should have a little cash at, at the house um, just because when the change and the big change and the reset is um, probably a lot bigger reset than, than what they're saying. It's not just a financial reset. It's about putting people in their place. So we've got some real big changes. And for some reason, I got this gut feeling, and I hope to God, Dave, I'm wrong, that this is going to happen probably in the first quarter of Q1, that this big complete eco e economic economy change is going to happen in the first quarter and I hope I'm wrong um, so I guess I'd say buckle up and the other thing too is you might want to have extra products especially a little extra food a little extra water not crazy because crazy is crazy a little extra water a little extra food and a little extra supplements because we do have stuff going around the block that's making people sick and it's not taking their life right now, thank God. But it does make them sick. And if your immunity is up, and we need to talk about this a little bit, if your immunity is up, you're not going to get sick. But one thing that pulls your immunity down, when this also links to economy, is fear. Fear. Fear that we don't have. Fear that we can't get. So fear that we don't know. The unknown is a killer for immunity. Wow. I, I, I agree. We know that stress lowers uh, T cell counts, white blood cell counts. We, we know all that. Yep. I, I used to teach that in my psychology classes. So um, you're exactly right. Um, it's the way, fear is the bridgeway to cancer. And heart disease. Yep. 
and, and stroke. diabetes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're exactly right. Controlling your stress cannot be overstated. Uh, I remember when I first immersed myself in mind-body uh, relationships, mind-body medicine, when I was teaching psychology, they actually called the field psychoneuroimmunology. And it's only been around since the late 70s. And, and I was stunned when I read this one passage. It said, stress is the main killer in life. Everything else is just the symptoms. And it's kind of an overstatement, but the principle is true. Uh, if you took stress out of disease, disease would drop precipitously. Oh, absolutely. And I thought this morning, you know, we would uh, we'd talk about a few tips to get people to feel better. And I thought we'd do it maybe a few tips that are free, something that you don't have to go pay nine ninety nine for. Okay. Number one, go take a walk. Okay. You say, oh, it's cold out. Change. For those people that, that are miserable and you're unhappy and you're scared and you're all of this, change your thoughts, change your world. They even make plaques that say this. Change your thoughts, change your world. Take a walk. It's been pr proven that when you take a walk in the pine trees, it changes your body structure and it helps fight cancer. Can you believe that? So if that's mm -hmm. the truth, if that's the truth, what do you think the changing your environment? And, and when I say environment, you go to your house, you're bummed out, you don't have any money, you think about the same things. Don't do that. Change up. If you go home a certain way on different roads, change up. Go a different way. If you eat your food with a certain fork, change up. Get a different fork. Get a different glass of water. Get it. Change up. Because the, when you change, your body starts adapting. And start telling yourself, you know what? It's going to be all right. It's going to be good. It's going to be all right. And and watch what you listen to. Watch what comes in the body. Very important. Just just as we could talk about this in the food direction too. When you put GMO foods in your body, genetically modified organisms, guess what? Your body doesn't like it. It spits it out. Same yeah. thing with gluten. Same thing with uh, lots of sugar. Sugar's a poison. So when you have all this stuff and you overload your body, you overload your brain, you overload your eyes, and I can go on and on and on. So start changing up. Start a little bit of exercise. You know, you don't have to. People think you got to go run five miles. I just disagree with that. So so abruptly, yeah. I disagree with that. <laughs> you won't like what go I'm doing. Take <laughs> you won't like. Okay, I'm going to take the criticism from you here, Ronnie, in the spirit you intended. But uh, I have stepped up what I'm doing. Um, now, I haven't done it for a few days because I've been under the weather, and then it's been really cold. But I've got a heater on the pole, and um, I, about every other day, I swim between a quarter and a half mile. Too much? No. Mm -hmm. No. No, because no, swimming is really one of the best things for your body. If I was going to pick something and say, okay, your best thing for your body, it's not lifting weights. Weights tear your muscles. It's not lifting weights. It's not running. Running so hard in your joints. Walking's good, but you got to walk a long way for it to be really valuable. But short walks are even valuable for your brain. So True. we got to feed the brain, okay? Mm -hmm. But going back to swimming, swimming is one of the best things because you can still get a workout. You can still breathe a little hard and get a little cardio, but not as much cardio as running, and it's not hard on your body. The water is your friend. Yeah, it is. So, it is. And, and I, I noticed, too, when... I don't really feel up to doing any kind of jogging. I can still swim, and you're exactly right. Although I do do a little weightlifting, 
and, and I'll tell you, I do the high rep though. I mean, at my advanced age, I used to do the, hey, I can bench 260 and I weigh 160 when I was a younger guy, but no longer. Um, I take lightweight and, and I'll do sets of 25 or 30. Yeah. And and see yeah. to me that's that's kind of anti osteoporosis. That, that's the reason that's, I do it. It's more, it's more toning, and yeah. when you tone the muscles and you're still working them out a little bit, um, but there's a lot of like I'm really big into gardening, and you know you might want to think about this in the future too because if you grow your own food, it really helps you a lot because you know where the food was grown, you know what you fed the plants, and you you harvest, and it's fun. It's really fun. We so, are do, we are doing that in the Hodges compound as you as we speak. Compound. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those Hodges, they're out to yeah. get the government. No, the the, the warrior princess Nora has the green thumb, and I try not to mess things up. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. I I think it's important. Um, I think it's important for us to think differently, and and it's. I, I, I'll just quote a line of a song. Don't worry, be happy. Be happy. Or that could be the World Economic Forum, too. You'll own nothing, be happy. Yeah. And and that always, the World Economic Forum always cracks me up. You'll own nothing and be happy. Okay, so who will own the house I live in? Who will own the bicycle that I ride to work? Who will own that? Oh, that's right. So the, the godfathers are going to own that. So they must be miserable because they own all that that I'm living in. I know they're bearing that burden for us, though. They're doing it willingly. It's well, nice they, that they they'll lost. own. It's nice that they'll own everything that brings us such misery, and we just get to use it with sheer bliss, right? Yes, and and they love us. They they spend their time at these meetings, <laughs> these big meetings far away in different countries, hidden beneath the Alps, and they think only about us. They. they Cry tears, you know. These people, they're so stupid. What do we do for them, you know? And they don't realize where they're at. So I know. Um, and this goes back to the Creator. The Creator watches everything, and the Creator I serve basically is going to even the score. You, you know, call it karma, call it whatever you want to call it, but you reap what you sow. And boy, do I know that. So long yeah, and true. Long and the short of it is. Be, don't worry, be happy. You know, make sure you use the words I'm sorry and use the words thank you. Use them all day. Mm-hmm. Use them all day. And guess what? It's going to change you. And literally, it's like the placebo effect going full force into your body. And when you can believe, your, when your belief systems change, when you, when you focus on negative all the time, you become one negative charge. And you need... You know, and people say, well, I'm just positive. I, I don't think anything negative. And I would just tell you, you're not going to go anywhere with just pure positive. Because if you look at a battery in a car, it has to have a negative charge and a positive charge. So yeah. you do need the negative, but you need to step up out of the negative into the positive, turn the car on, and go. From psychoneuroimmunology, they say the healthiest people, and we're talking about psychological constructs here. They are the people who are basically optimistic, but they have a dash of pessimism, which allows them to be resilient and adapt when they have trouble. See? Beautiful. You're the doctor. I'm the listener. 
<laughs> I don't know. I was the practitioner at one time and the teacher, but uh, that's behind me. But I sure learned the lessons. And I, and I got to tell you, I'm pretty, I'm not perfect with this, but I pretty well have embraced what I taught and it does work. The, the karma thing I think is something people aren't instrumental enough in thinking about because we all get these feelings like, oh, I just wish you would eat poop and die. Uh, and then you stop and thinking, okay, well, that's going to come back to you someday. So how can you make that situation better where it's not a conflict? Well, and the way I look at it, the way I look at it is when you have a problem, Forgive that person, and don't just say it, but forgive it to where you, when you think about it in your heart, it doesn't bother you, and then you know that forgiveness is really taking place. But if you don't, you stay in the turmoil. I talk about a bubble, a three-foot bubble, and your three-foot bubble, that's your environment, okay? And you should make your environment great. It should be the, the temperature you want it to be. It should be the statue of what you want it to be. It needs to be the brain power of what you want it to be. It needs to be the creative part of you want it to be. And instead of being affected by somebody else's negative three-foot bubble, take your three-foot bubble and affect somebody in a positive way. And sometimes, you know, I, I give this analogy. Uh, I'm a hugging guy, so if I meet somebody, if I ever see you in person, Dave, I'm going to hug you, so beware. Okay. But, uh, you know, I'm a hugging guy, so I give, give hugs to people. And there's people that don't like hugs. It's like, hey, you're invading my space. And I get it. I understand but sometimes I, I don't give them a real tight hug, but I'll still enter in and give them a hug. After about five or ten times, guess what? They want the hug. So let your space, your three-foot bubble, your positive three-foot bubble, affect somebody's three-foot negative bubble and see what happens. Because the charge of both makes it a happy happy ending. Yeah, it, it, it is. And, and, and see, the thing is, though, is when you have this kind of attitude, though, you try to pick up other people around you. And yes. that comes back to you, too. People don't realize that, too. If you if you put crap out in the universe, you're going to get crapped on by the universe. And a lot of yes. people just, they have failed to learn that lesson. But I will tell you this. <clears throat> Excuse me. Psychologically, um, I even have to confess that with past wrongs that were serious, it's still sometimes hard to let go. And I find that you have to do it over a long period of time, and it's incremental. You're a little better than you were the year before but you're still kind of processing some of what happened to you. Um, but I think if you put the right philosophy to it, I'm working on letting go of it. That's a positive energy. Yes. Well, you've got to let go. And then there's also realize that we ourselves are not perfect. So what have we done to others and what, how, how does that kind of take place? And sometimes if it's a real bad issue, we carry shame and guilt, which is a downer and borderline demonic. So we've got to realize we we got to focus on our environment, on our three-foot bubble, and say, what's in my three-foot bubble? Do I have revenge? Do I have hatred? Do I have anger? Do I have unforgiveness? And if you have these things in your three-foot bubble, you're going to affect other people in that direction, and they're going to. And here's a big one. And this now let's take this this other emotion that we don't talk about very much, and realize what it does to our body. We talk about in our three-foot bubble. Do you have fear? And you say, oh, no, not really. But if you're watching CNN, you're watching any outside media, you've got fear. You know, I, I listen to some of even the, the good radio programs that uh, are very conservative and very, very much for the right thing. And boy, you listen to the laws that are being passed right now. You listen to what people are fighting for right now. Man, it can give you fear and make you. So then now <clears throat> that's in 
that's penetrated my three-foot bubble, so now my three-foot bubble is like a storm. And you carry your own storm. Don't carry your own storm. Carry your own sunshine. Be on the beach sipping whatever drink you want to be drinking. That needs to be your environment. You need to be in a place of where you want to be. Like maybe you like to go snow skiing. That's your environment. Make your bubble your bubble. And and you make your bubble something that somebody else would want to step into your bubble. So if you're miserable and you're hatred and unforgiving, nobody's going to want to step in your bubble. So you're going to find yourself, second bad word, alone. And nobody likes to be alone. Even if they say they want to be, they're, they're lying. Yeah, I... You're right about the, you will, you either attract or you repel. Yeah. And, and you're right. When you put out the negative energy, you repel. And, and that's why having a spirit of unforgiveness is, is, is really repulsive, literally. And yes. people don't, don't seem to realize it. And that's why, that's why I'm working on, um, the biggest thing I'm working on today with myself is um, letting go of past wrongs that have been done to me. But the one thing you realize, and you kind of said it too, um, we put out as much crap in the universe as we have taken. And I think that's even by design. That's the formula. Yeah. And so, you know, the things that have been done to me, I've done to other people. Right. And we, and we, when we realize and focus on our own problems that we've done to other people, then what people have done to us kind of goes away. It's, it's really interesting. When we start working on us and forgiving others and not worry about what people have done to us, and start there, things kind of work out. It, you know, it's prayer is powerful, but prayer needs to be more of a meditation prayer. And when I say that, meditation people go, oh, I hate that word. Meditation is just getting quiet and not talking, not asking. You know, I can't. I, I would not want to ever be God. All these billions of people, give me this and give me this and please do this and heal me there and do. You know, it's like I would hate. But what about those people that just sit and listen and say, what would you have me do? Man, those are the people I want to hang around. And that's the way I look at it with God is when you sit in the meditation and your prayer. I mean, there's times you got to ask for things and ask and you shall receive. But on the same token, you want to be quiet and listen. And if you're quiet, he'll guide you. So this is really important. It's like I look at, at herbs and I think to myself, you have the pharmaceutical companies that are tweaking herbs and tweaking different things and synthetics and whatever and petroleum products in there, and we wonder why we're sick. But herbs, God gave us. They grow. <laughs> They're all over everywhere. People are learning more new things. So this is where it's very important to embrace what God has for us. And to me, herbs is huge. Yeah. Huge. Interesting. That is very interesting so what kind of this is, now you have to ask the scientific question what kind of science lies behind what you're saying about the herbs um they're still they're still working on it let's put it this way i found my own science and i found it with the tea and let me let me share this real quick and that's it's kind of cool because i got the tea on special this month so it's kind of a segue but herbs to me are alive and smart, just like trees. Um, we're only one chromosome, I think it is, away from a tree. A tree can't speak and talk, but it, it does speak and talk with how it looks. Like when the, the leaves shrivel, it's telling you it needs something, you know, or it's telling you it's going to bed in the winter time. 
And when the, all of a sudden it starts budding, it's telling you it's happy. It's going to come alive. All the energy is down in the roots, and now it's going to come up to the top. So let's talk about herbs. So herbs um, with the tea. And, and I forget to say this a lot. When you buy the tea, the life change tea, and you let's say you have heart medicine or you have whatever, something for blood pressure, blah, 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 and you take pharmaceuticals. If you take it exactly the same time as you drink that eight ounce glass of tea, that tea will flush out most of that pharmaceutical. And that's wow. <laughs> the question that I always have is, why does it do that? So then somebody says, oh, well, it just flushes everything out. No. So vitamin C, you take a vitamin C and a vitamin B, and then you drink the tea, eight ounce glass of tea. Does it throw those out? No. So here's the question. How does it know to throw out the other, the intruder, versus the herbs? And that's amazing to me. That is amazing to me. I know so why. Let, let, can I speculate here? Speculate. And then we'll compare. <clears throat> I, Towards the end of my teaching career, and then you do a fair amount of research, I started looking at what a lot of Eastern psychologists were saying. And I'm not talking mysticism and woo-woo stuff. I'm talking about honest scientific inquiry, double-blind research and so forth. And what a lot of them are saying, and the evidence is really beginning to support this, is that each individual cell has its own intelligence. In fact, if you separate cells from the same person in a Petri dish, and the research shows if you electrify one, the other ones respond as if they're being electrified, but they could be thousands of miles apart. Yep. Um, and, and is that somewhat close to what you're talking about here? You're, you're touching on quantum physics. Exactly. Yet, exactly uh, right. Quantum physics are very much involved in herbs and in very much involved in our life. And we don't realize, I mean, what reality we're living. This is why when you change your thoughts, you change your world because mm -hmm. it has to do with quantum physics. It has to do with your reality that you're living. So if you're a miserable person, you're living a miserable life and you're going to stay that way. Until somebody affects you, no. Till you affect yourself, till you change yourself, you know. And people get in this rut, and they they find next thing you know they're into depressed, and they can't get out of it, and they just, you know. And I've I've touched these things. I've touched depression. I've been there. I've been in a sad state. I've 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 treaded through the muddy waters. I'm here to tell you, the only thing that's going to change. And people say, well, God will change you. You know what God's doing? God's saying, yeah, I'll change you as soon as you change yourself. You make the steps. You yeah, make the yeah. steps. God will put his hand out, but you've got to walk to his hand. You know, this is Peter out of the boat. It's you called know? free will. It's called free will. Yes, exactly. He's yeah. not going to yank you out of the boat and say, walk on the water. He's going to say, come to me, walk on the water. So you're going to walk on the water first. You're going to be the initiator. And this is what's important. So you're the one that changes your three-foot bubble, not somebody else. The only thing that somebody else's great, wonderful bubble is going to do to you is let you taste the clean water of their bubble. And you're going to say, boy, my taste of my bubble is sucks. It tastes bitter and gross and dirty. But that one, I just went in for a little bit while they shook my hand or gave me a hug. Man, it was a beautiful thing. It makes you decide to change. Do you realize people with their money? Same thing. If you sit there and say, oh, I'm poor. I don't have any money. I don't... You just dig in a hole. You might as well just dig that hole and get inside the hole. 
But if you say, you know what, future's bright. I'm going to change. I, I look this year to do well. Now, if you say, you know, if you're poor and you're making 30000 a year and barely making it, and all of a sudden you say, next year I'm going to be a millionaire, eh, you might set your height, your sights a little too high. But to say, look, I'm going to do a lot better than 30000 a year because of who I am, not because of necessarily <clears throat> the job change, but who I am. And things come to you. Positive creates positive. You're exactly right. And it's hard for people to grasp that until they lived it. And yeah. I know I'm speaking from experience. But you know, it's interesting, too. You t we've talked about money and related to almost like self-satisfaction measures, you know, what we might call happiness. And I remember you know, in my teaching days, the research was really, really clear. It said that poverty sucks and people who are poor are often miserable. Exceptions, of course, but generally speaking, as a cohort. But when you compare people who are middle income, who aren't rich, but they get by, compared to the super rich, there's very little difference in happiness levels. Is that surprising to you? No, that's totally, that totally makes sense to me. It really depends on, you know, I've been kind of middle class my whole life. And um, when you kind of touch on the higher levels, you got to make sure you're intact because higher levels, you get a whole different environment with that in itself. You get people trying to take you, use you. It, it can be quite ugly. And I, I like the middle class pretty, pretty well where you, you're goal centered. Um, you know, if, if you're a millionaire, you just buy what you want when you want, you, you know, it's just nice and simple. But when you're middle class, you have to set goals. And I think goals are important in our life. And gold needs to be important in your in your your environment, in your three foot bubble. And we need to realize we need to realize that if we feed our brain, this is where the segue to supplements, if we feed our brain and if we cleanse ourselves from garbage that we're eating and change our diet, it can change everything. It can change how you see things, how you think about things. Um, your body, your body's crying out. See, your body wants to live for you. Your body's like, I will die for you. Think about that. Your body will die for you. So what would you do for your body? Feed it crap? Feed it Fritos corn chips? I mean, really? And this is a thing where, you know, and I'm not trying to be against somebody having some corn chips, but when that's your base, base of what you eat every day, your body's saying, Really? And it doesn't even know. You know, plants, this is the thing with plants again. They feed these, this roundup, uh, round ready roundup stuff, and the plants eat it. The plants don't know, and they eat it, and they're sick. And this is exactly where we are. We need to realize diet change and supplements change how we think, change our body, and how we think when we're happy, we heal. When we're happy, we sleep. When we're happy, we exercise. But when you're depressed, you don't, you can't sleep when you're depressed, you, you know, or you sleep too much. You can't go out and take a walk because you're too depressed, and you're probably going to have a star fall on you or something. And so you just, everything is gloomy. That three-foot bubble of environment needs to change, and I can't stress that enough. And if you feed your brain, if you feed your body the right stuff, it's going to help you change that environment very quickly. Is it a combination of um, diet plus supplements? Yes. And the, you know, really, if we had good, good, wonderful, great food, and this is honest truth, our supplements that we'd be taking would be very few. Very few. But now we have to have 
all these supplements because our food is so directly terrible. So now we we look at you know GMO foods and and you know here we go again GMO foods they're not even labeled. So you you might buy something in the store and says it doesn't say it's GMO. Of course not because they don't have there's not a law that says they have to write GMO on the, on the uh, package. And the, Monsanto was big on that. So we have to really, and this is why growing your food can be a real plus, a real plus for you, because you can make it organic and you can eat organic food. And when you don't have, I mean, right now you look at what's going on over our heads and into the air, and we'll leave it at that. Um, you know, there's some crazy things happening, and and people say, oh, that you know, this is conspiracy. Well, I just say, open your eyes and look, and tell me what you think is conspiracy. Because there's no theory; it's just conspiracy. So what we really need to do is gear up, and that is change our diet, feed our brains, and make sure we have supplements to take, take care of issues, especially when you see, when you go have a, a physical checkup and you see things are kind of out of whack, make sure you get in, into place and get into your balance. Most people, again, I, I talk about my Minerals Plus, and I say if you're a diabetic, you're, you're using your minerals faster than normal, and you're low in minerals, it will make you unbalanced. So make sure you have your minerals. Um, diabetics should have B vitamins. They should be pounding B vitamins. You know, B12, huge. And it's and we should be digesting. So if you're not digesting, so now you're going back to, if you don't digest, then all your supplements that you're taking are, are just going right through you. So, so you need the B to digest. You need... The Allison Advanced to Digest. And what helps your digestion? The tea. And this again, the tea is so smart, it knows what to leave in your body and what to take out. And so let's go right to the special. So the special of this month is, and this is the best special of the year. Buy two teas, get one package of tea for free. So if you buy two, you're gonna get one two months worth, you're gonna buy you're gonna get three months worth of tea. Three for two. A, okay. Yep. And that's going to be um, a $35 savings. And then we're going to make it even better. Put Dave in the coupon code, hit apply, and you're going to get free shipping on top of that. But I would tell you it's probably smart, and there's no limit on this. It's probably smart just to tell you to just have a few extra supplements. So go through the store at GetTheTea.com. Go through the store and see what fits for you. If you're a type 2 diabetic, you might want to really look at some of the stuff because it's, it's, I've done a lot of work there. Um, if you're looking for immunity, you might want to look through the stuff because keeping your immunity up, again, I talk about fear. Make sure you're not watching the mass media because it'll just scare you to death. Get get what I just said? Scare you to yeah. death. No, I, I hear what you're saying. I know the lab studies about fear. They even yes. did studies. I, I, I Gosh, I can remember being an undergraduate learning this where they had what they called the executive monkeys experiment where they would have monkeys in a normal environment but they would take a certain line of monkeys and they would expose them to corporate type stresses and they would imitate that from an animal perspective and they found that the monkeys got ulcers and they died much earlier yep yep you think the guy that's kind of off the grid a little bit up in the pine trees and you know seeing the bears and seeing the coyotes and seeing whatever and just enjoying life and goes to the store once a month, gets his good, comes back. You think he's stressed? No, he's not stressed. You think the outside environment's really killing him? I doubt it. 
And when you're around a lot of trees, you're around a lot of oxygen. And boy, there's a whole nother subject there, keeping your oxygen levels up. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. The one thing, though, I, I will say um, is that stress can be mediated to some degree. Because when you have stress, you have adrenaline, cortisol reactions, other reactions that I won't go into. But you have these chemical reactions. But when you don't respond to the stress physically, like through your fight or flight mechanism, which can be expressed in no more than exercise. You said going walking. Okay, exercise mediates and breaks down the stress compounds that start going through your body as free radicals destroying your organs and making Correct. you susceptible to what you're already vulnerable to genetically. So uh, you're exactly right. But this is why exercise regime needs to be in everyone's uh, life. And it needs to be daily. That's why it can't be strenuous. You can't do strenuous every day. Your body will break down. But you need to have some type of physical movement every day to deal with the stresses to break down those compounds. Well, doctors every once in a while, and I think I know why they say this, they'll say something like, well, you need to be exercising, especially if you're a diabetic. They'll say, you need to be exercising an hour to an hour and a half every day. And I think to myself, tell me what person really exercises an hour to hour and a half every day. There's, it's, it's almost non-existent. And when somebody hears an hour, an hour and a half a day, when they don't even have time to, to make a breakfast, so they enter eating a Pop-Tart, you know, you need to kind of loosen your schedule a little bit. You know, cook yourself some eggs. So the long and the short of it is um, they listen to this extreme and they go, I can't do an hour and a half a day. So they stop. That's why I tell people, I say, go take a walk. And even it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, take a walk. Well, then that 15 minutes turns into a half an hour because they go, man, every time I take a walk, all the stress knots in my back seem to dissipate and you know and I feel better and I sleep better and I think better and pretty soon that that half hour walk turns into 45 minutes and pretty soon they feel good enough that yeah maybe maybe I'll lift a little bit of weight you know or maybe I'll take a bicycle ride and get my cardio up a little bit and yeah. next thing you know they're entering into some more exercise and they're getting into maybe an hour a day but they're touching on Relaxing, they're touching on cardio, and they're t touching on oxygenating. Well, it's interesting you'd say that because I reflected right on my um, exercise regime. So people will know how big my pool is now. Um, it takes me um, 70 laps to do a half a mile. And I'll tell you, here's my routine. And this goes right to what we're talking about. The first 20 laps are somewhat of a struggle. I mean, it's kind of like, oh, oh, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm doing it, but, and it's like all these thoughts are rushing through my head. I got to do this, I got to do that. When I hit 20, I tend to get into a different zone psychologically and emotionally, and now I'm just in the flow, going with the exercise, and it's like my mind's outside time and space, and then pretty soon, let's say I'm going to 70 on that day, I'll get to about 55, and I go, oh, that was quick. But then that last 15, well, that's my physical challenge. That, that's the pushing part where, okay, I got to fight a little bit to get to that 70 mark. And that's my experience in exercising. But what ends up happening is that I'm getting rid of the junk in the first 20 laps, the stress that's building up in my body. That's the resistance I'm feeling. And then that in-between period where I'm really, it's kind of like what the East Indians call Satori. You reach this state of bliss 
and everything just flows. And that's what I get out of the exercise. By the way, the whole thing, and this will tell you how slow I am too. The whole exercise, if I go half a mile, it's taking me 35 to 40 minutes, typically. And that's not yeah. fast. That's not fast, but it's fast enough for me. No, and that and that's that's awesome. You know, I do crunches, and um, I've I've had a like a beer belly for most of my life, and didn't even drink beer. So what's the what's the deal with that? So maybe I should call it the cookie belly. But uh, I just you know I lost a lot of weight a year ago, and I'm more trimmed down. You know, I'm weighing in about a 175, and I'm six foot tall, so I'm I'm doing okay. And I just thought, you know, I'm going to tighten that tummy up a little bit. Uh, it's There's no cookie belly there anymore, but it's still kind of flabby. So I start doing plank and I start doing crunches. And, you know, I do 50 crunches every night. Mm, that's good. And that first, <laughs> that first 20 to 25, sometimes the mind is just, shut down, baby. You're tired. You know, look, you know how hard you work today? You were busy, boy. You, you can't. You don't have to do this. And besides, we're at 25, so 25 is good for the body. Don't worry about it. And you're I've heard this voice. This. I've heard this voice before. Yeah, <laughs> I know just, the message. This is bull crap. This is bull crap. So then I'm at 30. Well, you're barely over 25. Why don't you just shut it down? Shut it at 35 and be done with it because you're okay. And I'm thinking, wow, whatever voice that is does not want me fit and feeling good. And the same way with plank, you know, uh, I used to do two minutes, but my shoulders getting frozen shoulder made it a little hard to do that. So I'm back on plank again, and I thought, well, I can do a minute. So same thing. I'll do 20 seconds, it's like, you know, your, your shoulder's really hurting, and this could pull your shoulder muscle out and make things worse. And I'm thinking, shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. It's crazy what our mind says. And if we listen to our mind all the time, I think we're going to be in trouble, and we're probably going to be fat and no exercising. See, but that's the part of us that the mainstream media excites and paralyzes with fear. Yes. Yes. Very in fact, well I can said. even tell you the part of the brain that happens in. It happens in the limbic system emotionally, and it gets transferred to the hypothalamus where your fight-or-flight mechanism is, and that's where all the adrenaline, cortisol... T cells go down. This is where all these chemical things happen. Yep, and it messes with the hormones. Exactly. Yeah, that's the that's the secondary process. But you're exactly right, and and that's why um, I forget who I was reading. I look in here at my bookshelf, and I'm not sure I have the book prominently. And I can't remember the doctor's name, but one of the things that he said to do, he said walk two miles a day, but then he said this go on a news fast for the first six weeks of your exercise program that you're starting. Oh, wow. Very well said. Yeah. Yeah, right. I, exactly. That, that deserves an applaud. Yes. Because what goes in comes out, you know. There are people that have diarrhea because of so much problems with uh, fear. Can you imagine? Well, the, the expressions in our society, excuse me for being graphic, folks, but to illustrate the point, that'll, that'll make you crap your pants. I mean, you know, and, and literally, literally and figuratively, there is truth behind that. Yes. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to get a, a cheap ha-ha. I'm being very serious. You know, and, and it's funny, too. A lot of people, they'll say, oh, I, I don't need the tea because I have diarrhea a lot. And I, first thing I do is I say, you know what? You need to be on the tea big time because you might have some stuff in there that shouldn't be there. 
and it'll help you go and change the opposite direction. So it's really important to get your tea. And again, I want to remind your your listeners, um, two tea by two tea at getthetea.com. Buy two tea. It's on the front page. You scroll down. Buy two tea, and you get one for free, which is a $35 savings. Plus, if you put Dave in the coupon code, you're going to get free shipping. And if you want some of the other wonderful things for support of your blood, support of your heart, you know, support of your joints, and I can go on eyes, you can scroll through and check out our just kind of check out our website get the t.com and there's different specials going on and again i'm trying to put specials on when everybody's raising their prices i mean and it's funny you go to costco and you look at something that used to cost ten dollars and now it's eighteen dollars and yeah. you go wow yeah i'm I, we're, we're in a bad way and watch your money and again i think don't worry be happy we we giggle and say oh, that's stupid it's not really stupid You'd be surprised what your body will do when you're happy. It is the great antidote. There is no question about that. So I just want to just review this real quick here because we kind of landed on the square serendipitously. But you have a three for two special on the tea. And and people swear by the tea. And I know medically we got to be careful what we say. But let's just put it this way. We've already mentioned one of the conditions that it's proven to help with. I'll just leave it at that. Okay, so we did make an affirmative statement there. And the other thing is, is they get free shipping by using my melodious name, Dave, in the coupon code box, and you'll get free shipping. So it's what, about $35 savings on that first part. Well, I can tell you, the tea will make you go because it cleanses your system, but it's not a permanent effect. Um, you know, it's interesting, too. Doesn't metformin kind of have the same effect on diabetics? Doesn't that make people go more? Yes, it does, but it's not... Uh, treading water here. In other um, words, you got side effects to contend with. There's side, yeah, very good. There's side okay. effects, and so it, it it's not a cleansing thing. It's it's a disruptive thing. I understand. So, and what's cool is with um, my product takedown, kind of does a great thing, and it doesn't give you a diarrhea, and so that's there's there's no side effects. And th this is the interesting thing is when you look at adverse effects and nobody goes to the doctor and says, hey, doc, I'm going to take this pill for X, Y, Z. What's the adverse effects? Nobody asks that. I and do. If you, I do. If you do, the doctor gets mad. Why is the doctor getting angry when you're asking what a side effect might be? That, that to me is crazy. Well, here's how you ask the question so you don't piss them off. You don't put that on the doctor. I just say... Does the research say anything about any possible side effects we might want to be aware of? And I've never had a doctor get angry when I ask him that, but I hear what you're saying. Some depends how I think you approach it. Um, we're just about out of time, Ronnie. I tell you, we got to do a show on anti-aging. I got a million questions on that. I want to run by you the anti-aging research on this. I think that would be a fascinating discussion. But again, ladies and gentlemen, three for two, sale on the tea, free shipping using my name. GetTheTea.com is where you go. And right now, we got to get the heck out of Dodge. We're out of time, Ronnie. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Take care.